hello, church family. It is certainly nice to be back here. Um, two different times in my life, uh, I belonged to this church in the late 70s, and that is when some of you first heard about Haiti. I'm looking at a lady there on the back row who's visiting, and I know a lot of you have been involved for a long time. So um, I uh, first went to Fort Liberté in 1975 as a member of a youth group at St. Albans First Baptist, and then, uh, then later, uh, a few years later, joined uh, Clarksburg Baptist with my husband, J.D. And um, if you have been, well, particularly I want to ask first, who went to Haiti in 1979-80 kind of period? That's Charlene Burroughs, who was our church secretary. And for any of the rest of you, if you've ever been to Fort Liberté on a trip to Haiti, would you stand up? Let's want to see who all's here. Yeah, okay, so... For those of you who are newer, okay, you guys can sit down. Um, I just wanted you to see this involvement goes. And then there's many other people equally as important and as all about what this organization. If you have ever sponsored a child or given to the Friends of Fort Liberté, would you stand if, if you all? Yeah, okay. So thank you all so much. Okay. Um, so the Friends of Fort Liberté is exactly that. It's a group of friends, and most of it started uh, right here in this church. Um, we uh, had visited Fort Liberté and fallen in love with a young pastor, not this young pastor, but his predecessor, Pastor Andre Jean. And back in 1979, um, Pastor Andre was here with our former pastor, David Carrico, and they were doing an interview. And... Uh, Pastor Andre said to this congregation, you know, I am your missionary. Um, I'm down the well, but you hold the rope. And uh, Clarksburg Baptist has stood steady and has held the rope through so many crises, changes in, uh, in Haiti over the years. Um, and the relationship has grown and grown to the point where we even have some children who were adopted from Haiti sitting right here. Ludlene, would you stand up? Yeah, right here with the Chapmans. But back in 1979, Pastor Dosney, who you're about to hear from, hadn't been born yet. He was born in 1980 and uh, in Port-au-Prince, but grew up in Fort Liberté. And while we were helping Pastor Andre Jean and his wife Justine with the ministry to build a school, uh, a school called Ebenezer, um, uh, this young man was going to become one of Ebenezer's students. And as we've stayed involved over the years with the ministry, with child sponsorship, sponsoring the school, many of you have given to a program called Feed My Lambs. We've had Bible school offerings, which have provided school lunches. So much involvement. Meanwhile, Pastor Dosney was growing up. Pastor Andre was getting older. And at least since 1997, people started saying, what will we do when Pastor Andre's gone? What will we do when Pastor Andre retires? And we said, as Pastor Andre would say, God knows. So this young man was coming along. We got to know him, and he was uh, a youth pastor. At uh, went through um, the theological seminary at Limbe, and was a youth pastor, and also worked for the UN. And then he made a decision that made me say, "Oh no!" He decided to come to the U.S. and study because, in my in my experience, that meant that you were going to stay in the U.S. if you're a Haitian. Very few go back. But um, Pastor Dosney uh, came here. He and his wife, Shirley, are both U.S. citizens. They hold dual citizenship. Um, he's, to this day, continuing his education, getting his doctorate in theology. Um, and, uh, but 
a couple of years ago when Pastor Andre at age 80 finally retired after life uh, of ministry at uh, that one church. He went in, Pastor Andre says that's almost the same day that man landed on the moon. He landed in Fort Liberté, and uh, that's it. So, uh, and he stayed. God called him to that place, and uh, so the Friends of Fort Liberté are a group of Friends United States starting here in West Virginia as we have taken Friends. They've moved to Virginia, to New Jersey, um, people Ohio. Um, my uh, oldest son, Christopher, uh, is in Knoxville, and uh, now they've had Friends who have gone to Atlanta and Dallas. All of these churches uh, take groups every year, and all of them tell a friend, a friend, a friend about the ministry. So the Friends of Fort Liberté is kind of the collecting of all of that opportunity to give and share in that ministry. And so we invite all of you to be friends. I'm particularly happy this morning to tell you that we have just on Friday launched a new website that we feel like tells our story so much better. So if you go on there about who we are, you can see Haitian Partners, you can read uh, Pastor Dosney's biography and um, there's some new features I'm particularly excited about. One is now when you go to sponsor a child, the next 10 children who need to be sponsored are right there and you can choose a particular one and see their picture. So as we're getting this up and uh, going, we're really happy. That's www.haitifriends.com and um, one thing that it links to are some little films um, that have been made over the years to kind of give you a glimpse of Fort Liberté. So before uh, Pastor Dosney comes up to share his message, I think we're going to show one of those. But thank you for welcoming us home. Good morning, everyone. Morning. It's a pleasure for me to be here this morning. On behalf of the church where I'm the pastor, I would like to say thank you. And I'm so happy to be in the presence of the Lord. And uh, my name is Dasni Spierre. Like um, Mrs. Annette said earlier, I'm with my wife, Shirley. And uh, this is the second time as a pastor I'm here in this church, and it's a privilege. I want to greet all of my friends, those who have been to Haiti, or people I have seen before, or even if it is the new, ti new time I have, I have seen you. Uh, I want to read for you the message this morning in 2 Samuel chapter 7. Uh, we are going to read from verse 12 to verse um, 13. 2 Samuel chapter 7, verse 12 and 13. When your days are over and you rest with your ancestors, I will raise up your offspring to succeed you, your own flesh and blood, and I will establish his kingdom. He is the one who will build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever, the word of God. In the Bible, we heard about great men and great accomplishment. And this morning, the title of my message is Great Vision. With great vision, we can accomplish great things. Two men, two generations, and great accomplishment. In the Bible, we heard about great men and great accomplishment. If you turn the pages of your Bible, you will hear about great kings, but none of them could surpass David and Solomon. In all of history of Israel, David and Solomon 
have been the two greatest kings of all times. Let's see those two men and what they have accomplished and how they went down in history. Maybe you may have heard about the Davidic covenant. In his early age, God has called David to defeat his enemies. David has won several battles against the Philistine, and the most famous one was the one against Goliath. Because he was a man after God's own heart, he has conquered Zion and made Jerusalem the capital of Israel. In his time, other nations have great respect for Israel because you don't mess with David. <laughs> after 40 years as the king of Israel, he has, or it was time for David to be with the Lord. But David's greatest dream was to build a temple for the Lord. Because he was a man of war, the Lord refuses the offer. But the Lord has chosen one of his own to build the temple. Because of the dynamic of David's family, most of his sons envy the kingdom. They have tried several times to give what we call today a coup d'etat. But God has someone in mind, Solomon the Great, the son of Bathsheba. God has chosen Solomon to replace his father, David. Before his death, David has given to Solomon great advice. And he also talked to him about his greatest dream, building the house of the Lord. David has the plan for the temple. And he even has some materials. He passed on all of these to Solomon to do the follow-up for him. And Solomon has a big task, build the house of the Lord. Understand, Solomon, a young man with great vision of his own, take on this great responsibility. He has gathered all the greatest architects, all the great engineers. He called on the best contractors. He ordered materials from everywhere. He has chosen the best gold to furnish the temple of the Lord. He was also be able to build his palace. He was one of the most beautiful one of his time. And when Solomon was the king in Israel, everything was peaceful and everybody were happy. There were great diplomacy. Believers, this morning, when we saw what David and Solomon were able to accomplish in history and in time, and you and I, as believers, God has called us to do the same. So we have vision sometimes, but we, we don't want to carry on whatever God put in our hearts. It is true, David and Solomon, they were not perfect. As a matter of fact, none of us does. But because we have vision and passion, God can use that to do great things. Solomon has built the greatest temple for the Jewish people. David has conquered the city of Zion, Jerusalem, and he has made all this town the capital of Israel. Now, as I said this morning, two men, two generations, different accomplishments. It is true, David was the father of King Solomon, a young man, another generation. It is true, 
David has his own accomplishment, and Solomon has his own accomplishment. But both of them, they accomplish a lot of things for God. Let me tell you this morning, I know two other two men with two visions, and they have done great things. I'll talk to you about J.D. King and Pastor Andre. In the 60s, when Pastor Andre and J.D. King, they met, and at that time, there was nothing in Fort Liberté. And those two men, because of their vision, they have bought 20 hectares of land. And today, because of that purchase, we have 20 hectares. And then we are harvesting, and we are growing animals in that land. And today, where we have the church and the school, this land was bought by J.D. King and Pastor Andre. And today where we have the clinic, the orphanage, and Pastor Andre's house, those land has been bought by Pastor Andre and J.D. King. It is true J.D. King and Pastor Andre didn't see all we have today. But one thing I can tell you this morning, after 50 years, we can only say, wow. Wow, where we are, where we were, and where we are today. In a small town like Fort Liberté where employees at the hospital are on rights for their pay, the Ebenezer Clinic is the major health facility in town with the major diabetes and high blood pressure program for the whole northern region of Haiti. I do not think King has seen that, but he has the vision. In a country like Haiti where Everything we have to consume is from the Dominican Republic. At the farm, we are able to grow our own thing and grow animals. And all this because of the land. JD, Pastor Andre, and the board, they have bought. In a country where people do not have access to food and shelter, we have two facilities where people are being clothed and fed. The King Center Orphanage and the Grandparents' House. When it comes to education, a lot of people in Haiti do not, do not know how to read and write. We have a school, a cheap one, 600 students from kindergarten to 13th grade with a lunch program, one meal a day. In a country where people are living under a dollar a day, to a sponsorship and scholarship program, kids are receiving 30 US dollars a month for school supplies and food in the family. In a Haiti where folks finish high school and cannot go to college, we have a program called Higher Education. Because of that program, today in Haiti we have doctors, agronomists, engineers, psychologists, and so on and so forth. We also believe it is, we also believe in empowerment we are the second job provider. When I said we, I'm talking about the church. And because of the partnership we have with FFL, we are the second job provider in Fort Liberty after the government. We have employees at the farm, at the clinic, at the school, at the orphanage, at grandparents' house. We have construction every now and then, and we hire locals. See, because of the dream of two men, and today, we are able to do all this. We drill wells in the community. 
in a country where people do not have access to clean water, sometimes people have to go to the river to take water. With Pastor Don Skidmore Group, we drill seven wells in Fort Liberté and outside of town. That's where people are able to get water and they can drink. In a country where people do not have access to food, we do food distribution deep, deep in the bush where people don't have access to food. And we also have an organization called Friends of Fort Liberté. In a year, we receive about 12 groups with doctors and nurses and teachers and other professionals, and they're trying to come alongside with the Haitian people so that they can build the Haiti of tomorrow. I don't think Jerry, Weaver, Gerald, Bonnie, Gail, Pastor Andre, Annette, and others who were the pioneers of this movement have taught about it the way it is now. They had a dream, they followed through, they wanted to make a difference. And because of their contribution, this is where we are today. Two men, two generations, and great accomplishment. Now, we can call that a movement. Many people, many generations, people from every state, even in Canada. People came, donate, and pray. And this is what we call the church. We, the church, has been called to go here and make disciples. And as Baptists, and we know for sure, we are not doing those things so that we can be saved. But just because we have been called and we have been saved, it is an obligation for us to go and just touch those who have been sick and feed those who have been hungry. Like Jesus explained in Luke chapter 4, what was his mission? And a lot of people have been asking, what is the mission of Jesus? His, his mission is social, political. What is his mission? And, and when we look in the New Testament, in Jesus' ministry, his, his mission was not only social or political or spiritual, but he was holistic. And you and I, as believers, we don't only pray for folks, say, hey, let me pray for you and go ahead. Have a good day. No. We just make the gospel very practical like our master Jesus. The same way his mission was holistic, our mission is holistic. When Pastor Andre and Jenny met, I was not born. But I have translated for Mrs. Annette and Bunny. And today, the same way, David gave advice to his son, Solomon. Pastor Andre was able to give me advice. I grew up in that church. And since I was 17, and I was working in the church and translating. And God has something for me, and I didn't even know. Folks in the past generation, they have done their part. And the new generation, we folks in the new generation, I remember Kyle and I, we used to talk when I used to be a translator. And I used to tell him, one day I'm going to be the doctor of the soul and you're going to be the doctor of the people. And I'm waiting for Kyle one day to go back to Haiti. <laughs> remember that. He has said that. And I just talked to him earlier. I said, remember what we have said before? Folks like Kyle and Seal, we, 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 we used to talk about what we could do in the future for people in Haiti. Now, with the new generation, we have a lot of challenges. Time has changed, and I do think that folks like 
Christopher, Colleen, Kevin, Ashley, Lisa, Kyle, and CEO, and folks in the new generation, I think that we have bigger challenge because we're in the 21st century. And talking about bigger challenge, I do think that folks in the past generation, they have done the part. And what we have to do, we have to continue. We have to improve and we have to innovate. And talking about innovation, when I move back to Haiti, uh, when I go to board meetings, sometimes people are telling me why folks are peeing in the yard of the church. And then people, when they come to church, you know, we have a, bat, a latrine at the school. That one smells very bad. And people could not, young people doesn't want to use it. All people will pee in the yard. That was not good at all. And I was thinking about what could I do? And people tell me that you need to build more latrine. I said, no, this is 21st century. No more latrine. And people said, how do people, they will be able to use those we have at the house? I taught them, if I am able to use one at my house, and those people, we need to teach them how to use them. And the board and I, we talk about it and we agree. And right now at the church, people no longer be at the, at the yard. <laughs> we taught them how to flush, what to do, and they have bathroom like the one we have. This is 21st century. It is very, very important for, for us folks in the new generation to be able to carry on what Pastor Andre and J.D. King, and also we can follow the footsteps of David and Solomon, what they have done, not for their own glory, for the glory of the Lord, but also for the well-being of the people. I would like to see the farm become a big industry where we can transform things so that Haitian will no longer be, will have to go to the DR to buy things, eggs and planting, and this is a shame. We import everything. I would like to see one day the clinic become hospital. Folks like Kyle can stay in Haiti for a month, a year, to help us <laughs> taking care of the people. I would like to see kids at the King Center one day. They will be no longer under our care, but they will become our employees. I would like to see, this is my dream, to see the school. We have more than that. We will have professional school, vocational school, University, under the leadership of JBC and FFL, I would like to see more than school. I would like to see more empowerment, encouraging small business owners, training for teachers, nurses, doctors, and others. I would like to see another generation of young, young Haitians who are ready to move the country forward. Because in Haiti, people, they have lack of motivation. People don't want to create things. I would like to see a new generation. And I think that together, as partners, as friends, as believers, as church, we can move things. Together, we can continue what the past generation has begun. We can improve what needed to be improved. We also can innovate. We are in the 21st century, and we have a great responsibility. We have great projects in the way. We count on you for your prayers, your support. We would like to increase the size of the clinic. We have two hectares of land. We would like to build a new school with new norms. We want to finish and furnish the bank house at the farm. 
we would like to have an arboretum. Some people think that I'm dreaming. Where people in Haiti can see the beauty of nature and pay some money so that that money can go to the account of the church. I would like to see a tourist market where when the Americans come, they can buy, and that money can go to the account of the church. I promise to the church, if that's God's will, as Baptist, I will not be removed. If that God wants, after 50 years when I'm retiring, I want to see a big temple built for JBC. We want to create programs to encourage small business owners in the church, give them small loans so that they can move forward with their life. If you want to support our ministry, you can go and visit the website www.haitifriends.org or you can talk to Mrs. Annette. Let's do great things like David and Solomon. Let's follow the footsteps of Andre and King. Let's encourage the volunteers of Friends of Fort Liberty. Let's be part of this ministry. Let's be an agent of change. Let's go and change the world and make it a better place for the glory of God and the well-being of these people. May God bless you.